Okay, two items uh, from yesterday. We were on the topic of standing for parents, which we try to be meyasher uh, the minig, the implied mechila, and we mentioned as well standing for zakenim tamid chachamim. And uh, somebody had asked whether or not there's any maila in the going like this, not a full standing. It's certainly better. To do it right, the question is, there are my look. You have to crawl before you walk, and many people feel not going to stand up totally. Should they try to do this or not? So I mentioned the time that there is a my look, and I wanted to document it. The Argusha, by the way, that there's a my look, is at least the guy's thinking about it. However, if you think about filling and putting two parishes instead of four, you're in big trouble. So, or if you take something, you to make a shear. Uh, there is a Shaila, which we're actually going to uh, probably get into in the trailer uh, shear, Shabbos afternoon. Yeah. There's a din of Chatzir Is there a din of a Chatzir Mitzvah Menatera? If you only have a half a gazayas of matzah, is there any kiyum? There, there are shittas that hold that it is. It actually has to do with the. Um, I'll come up with the kibbutz of a shir as well. Interestingly enough, all of shas is really one big sugi. I just have to know where to fit it in. So, the uh, other tzad lahokol would be the aruch hashochan. Discusses the quote unquote minig that people have to just go like this and do a small chemo without a full chemo. Is there any value? And he says to him, Yashar the minig, he says, the Pasuk, interesting, it splits it up. Tokum sounds like full, and Adarta sounds like a hither. Like this, so he suggests that there are makaris that the hider for a zaken is maybe some accomplishment if you're just doing it halfway. At least, matter of fact, I was just addressing your question, and I don't want to go into overdrive trying to mash it because then the people who would actually be standing up are not going to do it. But the achashochan says that. Perhaps there's a Makar and a Targum, but it seems to go against the Gemara, but he's tries to be Miyashavit. So I just want to mention, mention that. So not totally, I'll give it up and you'll talk to your father afterwards. I think it was, I think it was his kasha. Second. Is there, uh, is there any limit? Or is there 15 old men walking in front of, or 100 old men? Each, each one, again, the, the commonly understood or misunderstood Yishuv is that they're all Michael, which some... I think a tshuva suggests that they're all mindful. Well, I said it by parents last night. The question is, okay, parents want to do good for their kids. They don't want their kids to be nichshul. Why should an older gentleman, you don't even know, why should it be mindful in your favor? If you ask him, of course he's going to say he's mindful. I'm going to say, I want the covet. But some do say that uh, since most people don't stand up, so may love their mindful. It's certainly a key, even if they're mindful, as I said by parents. Even if the parents are implicitly mindful, if the kid does it, he gets a key in mitzvah. So... If it's a din and cover for each one, why should there be... You only have two parents, but the uh, elderly uh, lady or gentleman are different independent ages, each one that walks in. It's, it's during davening, every two seconds. Yeah, okay, so then uh, you get a seat in the front toward the window. You won't see anything. <laughs> I see you figured that out already. Uh, so, uh, okay, the second one is, you know, Yehuda, even when he's uh, not here always has interesting things to uh, ask about or say. So he sent me an email apologizing ahead of time that YSV is PTA, which I assume some people are missing uh, for that reason, and he's not going to be here. And he wants to know if this letter from JFK to his mother was respectful enough. 
It's a great example. I was very happy he sent this. And I will comment, I have no great Abba for the Kennedys because I have a Messiah of Iron had no great Abba for the Kennedys. Um, his father, we're not going to speak about speaking his mother, was uh, known to have blocked every initiative in the Vada Tzala of Iron. Would, uh, uh, the story goes to be uh, Magadev every opportunity he had and put a club on them and some, whatever. I don't want to say too much online. But it was, it was very bad during the war, during the Holocaust. That performance in general, the performance of FDR and the State Department was horrific. And the Kennedys uh, were no, uh, I'm not saying they were worse than anything else in the State Department. They weren't known for their great love of Jews, let's put it that way. Uh, I'm not commenting on JFK. We don't have a track record. He was unfortunately assassinated before. There was a long, long-term track record of what he would do for the country anyway. And the Cuban Missile Crisis, which we're talking about over here, he actually performed uh, pretty well. He had this list of the Robin. That was the closest we came to World War III. Uh, so uh, the people who are young enough in the room uh, not to know about it, including myself, will just read about it, and the people that are slightly older might actually remember it. Anyway, shortly after the Cuban Missile Crisis was resolved, like a week later, and everybody was quite on edge, uh, JFK's mother apparently sent him a picture of uh, Khrushchev. Am I pronouncing that right, Donna? Look, we have a good uh, Russian pronunciation. Khrushchev. Forget it. <laughs> How do the Americans uh, pronounce it? They mispronounce it. They mispronounce, I think, every single every Russian, Russian name. <laughs> including Putin instead of Putin. Oh, they okay. Say Putin. <laughs> Okay, I would say Kvedev and Kamamunov, but I don't know if I should say that. You know, isn't it so less So we'll just call him uh, Khrushchev and be uh, silly American. Uh, so Kennedy, interestingly enough, in his letter, just next time somebody wants to make fun of yeshiva guys, he was present at here, and the grammar is horrific. It was a private letter to his mother, mind you, but uh, like no punctuation, and he spelled Khrushchev wrong. Hey, whatever, it was, uh, that's not interesting. Before you make fun of uh, what the English department is or isn't teaching, I think he went to Harvard, no? He was texting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a nice issue, but it, uh, it's just very interesting. Just as a historical document, the, the punctuation and spelling here is... Uh, uh, Yaakov, as a, as a, you would have a field day with this short letter. I mean, just, it's surprising. He went to Harvard. He was well-schooled. Well okay, okay. But it's written on the stationery of the White House, Washington, November 3rd, 1962. Dear Mother, so far, so good. Goyim, there are many sheets as a whole, have a chiv, keep it a of some sort. And as we didn't explain yet, but the, the classic case in the Gemara is Don Benesino. So that's why this is an important document. And, I, and I'm very happy he brought this up because I, he thought I might have some comments, and I do. Dear Mother, I signed today the pictures from Kushiv. She sent him pictures. She was collecting signatures from notables all over the world. And she liked to get them signed. And then she wanted her son, who was now president, to sign. You have a, a picture, certainly in the context of the Cuban Missile Crisis, of both of them signed. The picture would be a very nice thing to have for the collection, which she got. So he said he signed it. Okay, so uh, plus number one, check number one. Is he, he did his mother's bidding. Then he gives a musr. For him, not bad. I will comment ahead of time and afterwards. Not bad. Would you be sure to let me know in the future any contacts you have with heads of states concerning requests for pictures, signatures, etc. Requests of this... Missing a question mark here. Requests of this nature are subject to interpretations and therefore I'd like to have you clear them before they are sent. He's 100% right on the issue. 
<laughs> this is like she sent the picture of during or the, the missile crisis. Like that could send the message that yeah, we look like we're very angry, but can we have your signature? Like he was like evil personified in the eyes of the American people, and she's collecting signatures. And then he ends also nice for, you know, for Kennedy. Needless to say, the picture is most interesting, and it will be highly regarded. Love Jack. Not bad. Apialacha, what should be done when you're president and the mother does something that's politically incorrect and somewhat dangerous for the international scene? So, this is not bad. I would like to suggest uh, Dama Benesina probably would have said a few more disclaimers like, um, not, dear mother, not that there was any damage, and no tainas, but perhaps uh, next time you email Putin, or Putin, uh, maybe just perhaps if you have time, run it by the State Department to see if there's any collateral damage. The same message with a few more disclaimers. He said, Would you be sure to let me know? Not like, and he didn't, but it's sort of like a question. There's no question mark over here, which is strange. Like, would you be sure to let me know? It's a little bit stronger than it had to be. He was nervous about it. No kindness. It was a, not bad as a letter in terms of the respect. Uh, interestingly enough, um, she wrote him back. So, um, dear Jack, I understand very well your letter, although I had not thought of it before. And then she points out there were menus that were autographed by him at the dinner in Vienna. At the same time, one was signed for Jackie. So she's trying to bring precedent that I didn't think it was so bad. We've done this before. Okay, not during the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's a small, small chilek which she didn't think of. And uh, then she says, I can see that it, I can see to it that it will never uh, happen again. And she was very apologetic. That, you know, not out of line, but she doesn't have to. She can, she was felt very bad if she's going to write a line like that. And then she puts at the end, when I ask for Castro's autograph, I shall let you know in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a sense of humor she had. Uh, she put that in parentheses. Lamaisa, as the document uh, stands now, not bad. As a yid, this does come up. You might not be president, but this comes up. And uh, people, we hope, every mother and father hopes their child reaches a position of authority, not for the covet, but you have to get things done. And then you start shaking out baby pictures and all sorts of old things, and you remember them as a little chayamol. That could get... Uh, to be an issue to the extent that I don't fully understand this I have my theories the rush in Hochskibarabain I quote this rush the rush when he was Eli Gadula from the day he was Eli Gadula never saw his father never met his father my interpretation is I just don't know if this is historically correct it doesn't read well into the words my interpretation is he never met him publicly assuming perhaps his father uh, didn't know how to react to the Gedula. The Rosh was running place. Well, he basically took over. He was the main Talmud in Rutenberg, and he took over for the Rosh in Barcelona. So it was fired him and the Ashkenazi. So he was afraid there would be a compromise of the Kavadotera that he needed, the, the uh, command of respect he needed to, to have to run Klai's from. So he didn't meet him. So I've seen some interpret that means he didn't meet him ever again. I can't imagine a bigger tzar than that. I mean, you have nachas from far, but in the age of severe lack of communications, how much nachas can you have? 
and maybe he said, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore, goodbye and good luck. I, I, I'd rather interpret that he didn't meet him publicly, and when he came to town and his father wanted a visit, um, he would go to the back door, and he wrote him a lot of letters. That's my interpretation. It's not clear. Uh, what is clear is that the good news is most of us don't become the rush and the Gadlodar, no matter what you're doing, even a CEO of your company, or even Rav Vashul or Rosh Hashiv or whatever it is, most of the time, the good news is the parents get that and understand what's going on. It does come up. I've had people ask me Shiloh many times. Sometimes the parents weren't from, which is a sigma from asthma, and they weren't. They were good people. They didn't know how to like. They didn't understand exactly what the position meant and how to uh, how to react and how to treat the child in that particular situation. And that's a learning curve. And every parent wants to um, have this notion the child is still their baby. And that lasts till around the age of 112. I mean, for the child, not the parent. And that's, uh, the child has to understand that to an extent and has to work with it. And the question is, when it becomes a political liability, in this case, do you have to say something? The answer is yes. How do you say it? Again, as a document, not bad. I would have added a few more sentences, perhaps. Unless uh, the damage at that point was so bad that he was being nice and we don't know what's going on in the background. <laughs> he said it as nice as he could with the, putting his foot down. But an interesting document. It is certainly a good uh, exhibit A for our discussion. Is the President of the United States even obligated to take his time? So his time, in theory, every minute, every moment is national security. Take his time to say hi, Ma? Hi, Ma. Well, well, he had to write this letter. Somebody had to let him know. I mean, he could have sent uh, somebody from the uh, Oval Office or somebody in the cabinet, please tell my mother, don't do that again. I assume the president had a secretary even in 1962. How long did it take to dictate this letter? Three minutes? It would have taken longer to explain to somebody else to write the letter. I'm sure he dictated it. No? Would it be an E not to dictate it? Yes, absolutely. But you're saying if he didn't have five minutes, that's all the president. I don't know what's going on then. A president played a lot of golf and other assorted sports. So I have no problem with it, by the way. It's a very, very taxing job. High tension. I have no problem with it. But to say you don't have five minutes for your mother, I don't know. You know, you'd have to ask the president when you see him, but I would imagine that anybody below that, there wouldn't be much of a shy lad. As busy as you are, we have a room full of very busy, busy people over here. You have to, part of this is you have to find time for your parents. <laughs> yeah. And uh, saying you're too busy in Shemayim HaChamei Ves and they're just going to play the videotape from the beginning to the end. So you, you don't have to document that you're too busy. They're going to do it for you. And they're going to see you playing tennis. He's like, well, I have to play that. I have to unwind. Okay, so the question is, how much tennis, how much golf, how much moosing? And uh, we, in a, in a society where we're on our phone and other devices uh, too often already, that's going to be a little hard to justify. That, that's the uh, that's the issue. Okay, let's go to the final paragraph in your Adam before we move on to the next sugi on page four. Of your copy. We started in the second column. Yes, you have a question here. Isn't is the relationship the name of the relationship is what governs? I guess subjectively, what's considered to be covered in these type of circumstances? Yes, that's why the president gets a little more leeway. I'm sorry. That's why the president had a he had an obligation as our president to write that letter. And the relationship between him and his mother as well. Because yes. if somebody's parent is a Gadolodar, it's probably going to command a different... I'll bring you a riot from the, from the rush. Somebody's more, you know. I, that was my riot from the rush. There is a sliding scale, but before we use any of these coolers, you really got to be real and be honest with yourself. And 
understand with the lack of time, I'm a CEO, I'm a CEO of Apple. I got no time flying all over the world. Okay, but somehow even the CEO of Apple fly, finds a lot of time to schmooze. And even, the way, even the way he speaks in that letter, and I'm not explicit of him. Yeah. I'm just saying, even the way he speaks in the letter, sometimes in certain cultures, for example, it's a, it's a lot more relaxed. And it could be considered to be respectful. While in other cultures, it may not be. What he's saying is, is that that's constantly uh, shit. I think, again, I'm not trying to be able to find him. I think the letter was pretty good. For somebody, a guy might not even have a full chiv, keep it up aim, but they have some sort of chiv. Either it's a good thing for society, important for society, crucial society, or for dumb in the scene, there's something even more important. So it was, it was not bad. And I'm not, I'm not even judging him on this, uh, but if, if we're in this situation, everybody, I've had this Shiloh, not with the Cuban Missile Crisis. People have asked me the Shiloh, like, when do my, I gotta say something. What do I say? When do I say it? This will come up. I will give many examples of this for the next few months. This comes up a lot. I just never had one with the president. That's why it was such a good marmokum. But various gradations of that. And sometimes you really have to say something. Now the question is how and how soft. So my suggestion, just using this as an example, not here to attack or condone, perhaps you could say, uh, Ma, I, I really appreciate uh, you know, your hobby is great. It looks fascinating. Perhaps uh, next time... It, might be a good idea. Let's look at the pictures or the uh, documents that you want signed beforehand, and I'll be able to comment because perhaps at this particular point in time, that particular person uh, might take it the wrong way. You know, a few more disclaimers and ifs, ands, or buts. I could just picture the Cuban Missile Crisis taking World War II and the Holocaust out of the picture was the most tense time in the international scene in the past uh, few centuries. Uh, I'm not talking about the world wars. I'm talking about the... Uh, uh, we, we have no idea. It's good thing that Koshbach still runs the world. And somebody has Seichel. Uh, because uh, Khrushchev, whatever his name was, uh, displayed none of it until the last minute when he realized this guy's serious and I better turn the ship. Because the Admiral didn't listen. He had what? The Admiral disobeyed the Kennedy's orders. Kennedy said, back off. The Admiral didn't listen. He said, I'm staying here. He Whatever said, it staying. was, the ship stopped and they he blinked said, first, as they say. We'll discuss the history later. But whatever it is, and Akash Baruch wanted everybody to get very nervous and get a kapara. And the last minute, Akash Baruch Hu, uh, did not want the world to be destroyed, as they thought it would. And as I once mentioned in my, my trips to Chicago, uh, somebody asked me a few weeks ago, he hasn't heard any airline stories, I said, no, I'm going to Milwaukee next week. So just uh, you know, stay tuned for the Shabbos after. Uh, my trip to Chicago, it's only an hour and a half flight, and I was sitting next to uh, a young kid going to an Ivy League college, and lo and behold, he happened to be Jewish, which I figured out before I started talking to him. And uh, he's from New York, and he's going to Chicago, and a few minutes in the conversation, uh, he asked me, are you, a, are you a real rabbi? I said, I don't know if I'm real, but I'm a rabbi. And he, um, he looked very um, interested. So I said, you know, do you have any questions that are bothering you? He says, oh, Rabbi, I, I got loads of them. Here's a young, young Jewish liberal Democrat in an Ivy League college. I mean, you can't get better than that. And he had a list of like 20 things just right off the cuff. Smart kid. And uh, one of them was, what are we Jews doing about the nuclear race? This is a while back. Uh, and uh, that's still a problem. And I told him something he couldn't fall off his seat because the seatbelt was on because we were taking off. I told him, I said, there are many things that keep me up at night and I toss and turn and there are many big problems in the world. The fear of the world blowing itself up 55 times over is not one of them. As a matter of fact, it's not even my top 100. Not there at all. 
He couldn't believe it. If I would have said the moon is made out of cheese, he would have understood more of what I was talking about. And it was a great venue because he, uh, like when he recovered, he said, Rabbi, how can you not worry about this? So I said, there's a God in the world and you might not know exactly what he wants from you yet because our flight's not long enough. But one thing I can assure you, he's not going to let human beings destroy the entire world. Not happening. Even in a gug magug scenario. you got to survive. The end of gug magug is that they're about to take over Yushalayim and then the Mashiach comes. If the world is blown up to smithereens, that's not happening. And in any World War III nuclear scenario, there's no world left. That can't happen. So you guys look all relieved. That's one less thing to worry about tonight as you're going to sleep. Uh, a limited nuclear war, maybe, but they have trouble envisioning such a scenario. So um, that's one less thing to worry about. And uh, from there, we spoke about Akash Baruch who the world and all the other good things. And it was a wonderful flight. So that's the uh, difference uh, when you're not yet aware of Akash Baruch Hu. It leads to a very, very nervous existence. That's the sad part. Okay, let's see. Uh, column number two. Ice Bays. We started this last night. Yisachar P. Degresheker. Those who make up stories and lie, their mouths should be stopped up. Children or young adults who claim they don't have so much to their parents because they were taking care of me, babying me, showering love and gifts and food for themselves because they have this inborn teva, this need to be mahana, others, and that's why he was born, their own hana for the Conception and then for the birth and then for the raising of me. Just like the lions and the tigers and the bears and the chipmunks, they all have the same teva. That's fascinating. I skipped all the next part, but he goes on to say that whoever says that just basically compared himself to all the animals. And that's a good comparison for something like that because animals don't show a karsatayv and human beings have a chiv too, and if they don't, they're not going to show a karsatev to a baruchu, and that's uh, the whole purpose of the Avedis Hashem. But it's interesting that um, hundreds of years ago, there are people who thought of this ridiculous taina already. That, yeah, they, they just want to have kids, and have kids, they have to raise us, so didn't ask me, and uh, they did it for themselves. Let's go on to Gimel. Hakibud, who the point is, is that even if they did do it for no, no, no that doesn't negate the chiyah for hakarasatev. Gimel, Akibar Machshava Maisabadibur, also quote from the Kharadim. Machshava, the Siv, Nivzabain of Nimas, as Yira Shamiachabid, Ani Yachabib and Machshava. You look at yourself as a nobody, Alzanivis the Machshava, and the contrast in the Pasik is Yira Shamiachabid, as we explained when we saw the Sefer Kharadim. Dain Laimar Shabalibainov Hain Nivzim Rakshamachabada Sambadvaram. It cannot be that you're not mach of them, but you still do the right thing by saying nice things and doing like doing nice things, because if that's true, imkain hein shavim be'enov kamoihu. At the end of the day, you're not being mechab them. That's not a kiyum of kibud. Sharei gam hu nivze be'enov. It's wonderful to think you're nivze in your own eyes, in your own mind. That's anivus, not for other people. Again, this is an exercise that's not easy. But you have to constantly look for areas where you can be machshav them more. Even though, from the eyes of other people, they're not considered so chashuv. 
זה עיקר כיבוד שמלכן הרי כסיד בפיו ובצפוס אף כיבדוני וליבר רוחב ממני כמו שכספתי. So basically he not only passes like Sefer Haredim, he brings the whole thing down verbatim and he says that this is a main component of general kibud and has to be constantly worked on. Let's go to the next subtopic. Uh, we only have two minutes. I'm going to introduce it and we'll give out the handouts tomorrow night. And this is a, uh, a major theme and just trying to assess what the categories are and what fits into which category. We have COVID and we have Euro. Covered thus far, we just said outside it and document is servicing them, feeding them, uh, taking them around, helping them, their medical needs, supporting them if necessary. Yira is not being argumentative and say, said, I'm sitting in their place and the like. When the parent, this is probably the biggest category, and it's uh, again pretty interesting that it's not clear where it fits, although we, went, we will get clarity. When parents ask you to do something that's not direct servicing, and it's not under, seemingly not under Yira, they're not, you're not arguing with them, you're not standing in their place, you're not being mavazah them, <coughs> and it's things that parents ask you to do all the time, like it's cold out, put on your coat, take your vitamin C, drink this healthy uh, shake, go on a diet, wear a tie. What's the din? Three choices. There's no chiv at all, but if you do it and you give them extra nachas, it's certainly in good territory. Or it is directly under, <coughs> indirectly under kibbutz and it's a chiv. Or it's under mera, because if you don't do it and they find out about it, you're disobeying them. And it's a lack of mera. No different than disagreeing with them in front of them. Or is it both covered and yira? Those are the four choices. Nothing at all, both covered and yira. Just covered or just yira. Every possibility. And it's a big shayla, a very nogea. Now, it's clear that they can't run your life totally. And we'll get to many examples of that. Taking vitamin C's, putting on a tie, going on a diet, which is probably all good for you, is not running your life, necessarily. Shayla, is it a hider or is it a chiyuv? Mitzvah Shem will start that sugi tomorrow night.